Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, who was charged with the reckless homicide of Joseph Rosenbaum, the intentional homicide of Anthony Huber, and the attempted intentional homicide of Gage Grosskreutz. As Rittenhouse was the undisputed shooter of all three men, his legal team argued that the shootings were in self-defense. In our last episode, we concluded our look at Prosecutor Thomas Binger's direct examination of Gage Grosskreutz as Grosskreutz recounted the traumatic event that left his right bicep in shreds. On today's episode, we move on to the defense team's cross-examination of Grosskreutz, led by Corey Shirafasi. That's coming up right after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Corey Shirafasi begins his cross-examination of Gage Grosskreutz by inquiring about evidence that suggests the witness has been less than candid with authorities about his actions and intentions on August 25th, 2020. We are going to play the first portion of Shirafasi's questioning of Grosskreutz without interruption and with only minor editing for concision and clarity. So, Mr. Grosskreutz, on uh, the tw- morning of the 26th of uh, August, do you remember telling uh, the officer who interviewed you, sometime during the incident, my Gen 4 Glock 27 that has a belt clip attached fell off my waist? Remember that? I don't recall saying that, no. Sir Grosskreutz, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number 69 for identification. Do you recognize that document? I do. Okay. And that's, if I could be fair, I'm not going to stand by you the whole time, so I'm sorry, but um, is that your signature? That is. Okay. And it appears that that is, um, it says on 8-25-20 at 11.30 p.m. at 6300 Sheridan Road, and then it goes on a narrative version of your statement. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And if I could, toward the end of that, large paragraph. You'd agree it says, sometime during the incident, my Gen 4 Glock 27 that had a belt clip attached fell off my waist. Correct? Correct. Okay. That's a lie, right? I wouldn't say that's a lie, no. You didn't take the Glock out of your back here and run with it? I did. So it didn't fall off your waist. It was in your hand. That's correct. So you would say that's not a lie? No, I would say it isn't. Okay, and you told that to multiple officers. Isn't that true? I don't know. Same exhibit, sir. The next sentence. I told multiple officers that I dropped my firearm. Right? Correct. Okay. Now, you didn't drop your firearm. You were chasing Mr. Rittenhouse with your gun. Right? You were chasing him with your gun? Yes? No. You didn't chase him down Sheridan Road. Pulling your gun, chasing after him, that's a lie. You're saying that didn't happen. 
I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but I wasn't chasing the defendant. You were running after him? No. No. Okay. Did you ever get charged for not telling the truth to the police about dropping your gun? No. Did you ever tell the police in here on this statement that you actually had a firearm in your hand and pointed it at the defendant? No, I did not. You never told him you had a gun at all in terms of as you had an interaction with Mr. Rittenhouse. True? That is correct. And I know you said you don't know, but Jason Lakowski testified that he picked up that firearm that he believes belonged to you, and there was one in the chamber. Do you dispute that that could be true? No, I do not. Now, you had talked about your purpose of being there that evening. You're a member of our Wisconsin Revolution, are you not? No, I'm not. You're a member of the People's Revolution? No, I'm not. Have you spoken at their rallies? I haven't won. And during that rally, uh, have you made statements such as, long live the revolution? I have. And you have no affiliation with them, though? Affiliation, yes. Okay, there's some of those people in the crowd today, aren't there? Yes. Now, your first statement to uh, Officer, I think it's Birch, on the morning of uh, the 26th, when he's asking you about what happened, if I have this right, you don't explain at all to him as to how you approach Mr. Rittenhouse with your gun, correct? I don't, I don't remember specifically on that document. Okay. In fact, six hours after you had been shot, you had a lawyer, right? Correct. Okay. And you wanted to stop the interview with the police because you had a lawyer, right? That is correct. And this is a civil lawyer, right? That is one thing that she represents, yes. Okay. And she's in court today, right? Yes, she is. Okay. And I know this wasn't addressed, but this is a notice of claim. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Filed on your behalf by your lawyer, right? That is correct, yes. Making a notice or telling, among others, the city and county of Kenosha that you would like $10 million. True? That is correct. Did you read this? I did. So are you aware in this document, you never mentioned that you actually possessed a firearm. You know that? That is correct. You left that part out, right? That is correct. You then had, shortly thereafter, I want to say um, in October, I'm going to show you what is Exhibit 63. You have now filed a lawsuit in federal court, is that right? That is correct. Did you read that? Yes, I did. In that document, you again failed to mention that you possessed a firearm. Is that right? That is correct. In these documents that you are filing with courts, you are leaving out the fact that you had possessed a firearm when, this, when you were shot, right? That is correct. Okay. So, to be fair, uh, this is your testimony today and how this case turns out has a has an impact on your ability to try to collect your 10 million right that is correct so if he's convicted if mr rittenhouse is convicted your chance of getting 10 million bucks is better right i'm not entirely sure how that plays out 
haven't had any conversations with your lawyer about well, that? You're not going to ask any yeah. conversations with this lawyer. Okay, fair enough. Um, you, you're aware that if Mr. Rittenhouse is convicted, your chances of getting the $10 million are better? I'm not objecting on this. I've been asked and answered, and I don't think he's got a basis to answer that. Well, I sustained on the first ground. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In the next phase of his cross-examination, Corey Shirovacy turns his attention to Gage Grosskreutz's interactions with Kyle Rittenhouse. So you um, were asked by uh, Attorney Binger about a live stream that you had been running that evening, right? That is correct. All right. And there are, as far as I can tell, three instances in which you see, at least on that live stream, you see Mr. Rittenhouse. Do you agree with that? Yes, I would. Okay. Sharafasi then shows one of those live stream encounters between the witness and the defendant. In the clip, Grosskreutz remarks off camera that the Boogaloo boys are rolling up, referring to Rittenhouse, Balch, and their armed associates, and assuming that they are affiliated with the loosely organized far-right anti-government extremist movement that goes by that name. After they pass Grosskreutz, we hear Rittenhouse offer medical assistance to the street crowd. It's like the Boogaloo boys, the good old boys rolling up. Two right there. Two right there. You fucking laughing? Fuck you! So you hear him say, anybody need a medic, right? Correct. Okay. As the clip continues, we hear Grosskreutz speak derisively of Rittenhouse's offer of medical attention. Got her own medics. You're good. You can go home. (laughs) Fucking stupid. That's you, right? Speaking? Yeah. That is correct. So you say, you can go home, you fucking stooge. Right? Correct. Okay. He didn't do anything to you, did he? No. You didn't, do, you didn't see him threaten anyone, did you? No, I did not. You didn't see him act aggressive toward anyone, did you? No, I did not. In fact, again, whether you agree that he's a medic or not, he's asking people if they need help. Agreed? That is correct. Sharafasi next moves on to inquire about Grosskreutz's testimony on direct examination regarding his possession of a firearm that evening. Now... You were asked, were you armed with a firearm? And you said that you were, right? Mr. Binger said, what do you bring? And you said, keys, wallet, whatever else, and a gun, right? I did say that, yeah. Kind of standard operating procedure for you out in the summer of 2020? Uh, Not just the summer of 2020. So you had carried your firearm at times previous to that? That's correct. And... 
you're doing that for personal protection, correct? Correct. And you're carrying it concealed, are you not? That is correct. It's unlawful for you to carry it concealed. Is that not true? Unlawful? Yeah, you can't carry a concealed weapon without a, a CCW permit, right? That is correct, yes. You have to open carry. You have to have, we're talking about people with their guns out. You have to carry it within, out, if you don't have a CCW permit, right? That is correct. And you didn't have a CCW permit, did you? I did have a CCW permit. It wasn't valid, correct? After the fact, yes, I found out that it was not valid. So, have you been charged for unlawfully carrying a firearm? No, I have not. Sharofsky again pivots to discrepancies between the witness's testimony on direct and his statements to the police. Your first contact with Mr. Rittenhouse, I think you had testified that you believed that he said to you um, that he is that he was going to the police or that he was working with the police, right? That is correct. Well, on your statement on the 26th, which is the first statement you gave to law enforcement, right? Correct. You told law enforcement, I heard the guy say, quote, that he pulled the gun on me first, unquote, right? That's correct. So you never say to the police during your interview, he told me he was working with you guys. You never tell him that, do you? That is correct. So when you make contact with Mr. Rittenhouse, tell me if this is fair. And I'm not, Mr. Bringer's asked uh, witnesses to do this, so I'm gonna ask you to do the same. Probably watched videos, you've probably seen all this. I'm asking you to put yourself back there at that time, okay? You know shots are fired, right? Correct. Okay. And the only information that you have is Mr. Rittenhouse saying, according to you, he pulled the gun on me first, right? Correct. And based on that, you believe there's an active shooter? Not solely on that, but yes. You don't have any information, correct? I had minimal information. And in fact, what he says to you was, I'm going to the police, correct? That is correct. And he's running toward the police, isn't he? That is correct. Okay. So what you, and tell me if this is right. You have no idea what happened with Mr. Rosenbaum, do you? I'm, apart from, no. I'm just, no. On that day? Correct. Okay. And he tells you, he's running, and he tells you, I'm, whatever he tells you, I'm going to the police or what you think is, um, he pulled the gun first, and he's running away from you, right? He's running north on Sheridan Road. Correct. And he's running away from where you're standing. True? Correct. You at that point pull a firearm out from your belt and begin to chase him. True? That is not true. Sharofsky shows Grosskreutz a still frame image of the witness reaching into his rear waistband where he has previously described that he holstered his pistol. Right? Correct. Okay. And you're digging into your waistband in the back, are you not? Yes. That's where your gun is located, is it not? 
That is correct. Okay. So he's 30 feet, at least 30 feet ahead of you. You look like at that point you're moving. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So with him 30 feet ahead of you running away from you, at that point you pull your firearm and begin to chase him, correct? No. You don't begin to chase him? Nope. No, I do not. You head in the direction that he's running. Yes? Correct. But you just happen to be running in that direction? It has nothing to do with Kyle Rittenhouse running in that direction? No, it does have to do with the defendant running in that direction, yes. Okay, so you are trying to chase him down? No. And with that, we conclude this episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. We will resume our look at Corey Shirofsky's questioning of Gage Grosskreutz next week including the defense questions about the moments immediately before Kyle Rittenhouse shot Grosskreutz. And join us tomorrow for our weekly recap episode with Abby Smith. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced by Chris Taracone and Aaron Karenik, and it was edited by Chris Taracone. Our consulting producer is Brittany Bookbinder. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and Trial Audio is courtesy of Law and Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs>